0: we the God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. In your patience, possess you your souls. But that possession of the souls is through that patience. But let patience have a perfect work. What does the patience mean there when Jesus said the word of my patience in Revelation, the third chapter, talking to the church of Philadelphia? Notice he says in Revelation 3... And he's talking to the church of Philadelphia. Write these things, says he that is holy, that is true. He that hath the key of David, he that openeth, no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. And David was a man after God's own heart. And we find in Revelation that the Lord Jesus Christ has a golden girdle around his path. Not just a regular uh, breastplate of judgment. But a golden girl, girl, the glory of God, there being one with the body of Christ, which is the white garment from there all the way down to his feet there that sparkled as burnished brass, which is judgment that is given to the son of man, including the body of Christ. Then he says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word. Now, there is the first mention that in that John states, Jesus speaking, you've kept my word. Now, that word is the gospel. It's all truth, not partial truth. It's not one scripture, it's the entire word of God, eating all of it that it is sweet to the mouth as honey, bitter to thy belly. And has not denied my name. In other words, uh, we're called by the name of Jesus. The whole body in heaven and earth is named that name. But we are to be a shining light. All of our speech seasoned with salt. Always to be a living testimony and witness of Jesus Christ for royal priesthood, a chosen generation, always showing forth the works of our Lord Jesus Christ manifest in the flesh. During this time, Paul stated, we're troubled on every side, but we're not in distress. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Notice there is a constant fight of faith, not just an hour or a day a week come up the year which speaks of a continual battle of faith growing from glory to glory, from faith to faith, to the point that we have our senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. That means that our normal senses, that taste, smell, sight, touch, all of these senses, the hearing, are so mortified to the things of this world that we're only sensitive to the things of God, our senses being exercised thereby through that Holy Ghost, mortifying the deeds of the flesh. So therefore, the senses to the world become uh, absolutely not, nada. But under God, uh, there were constantly a living epistle, a constant light of the truth. A royal priesthood, a chosen generation, to show forth the praises of God with that lips being uh, the praises of our lips, that sacrifice of praise, always in our heart, giving thanks to God in all things. Somebody said that's hard to do when you're going through various afflictions and temptations and trials. Notice that the word of my patience, Jesus. Jesus states that in Revelation 10. Take a look. Revelation 3, 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Now, before he referenced that has kept my word to the church of Philadelphia, brotherly love. But then he references the word of my patience. But patience has to have her perfect work. And that is an enduring faith. And enduring endurance as a cheerful soldier of the cross, not ever becoming uh, with a root of bitterness or charging God foolishly, but thanking God for all of our tribul- tribulations and persecutions that we endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that we might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. But very few understand. Uh, that it is through the sufferings that were made comparable to the Lord's sufferings that the life of the Lord Jesus would be manifest in our mortal bodies. Again, when Paul said we're troubled on every side, but not in distress, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in our body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. We there showing forth the cross showing forth uh, that life of our Lord Jesus Christ in our mortal bodies for we which live are always delivered unto death that's having our senses our emotional mind will emotions imagination and intellect literally coming to the end of our own will that we are not subject to the world and emotions anymore you can say that it's deadened you're mortified the deeds of that flesh But now you have your senses exercised thereby through the Holy Ghost to be to the point not only numb to the world and alive unto God, but you literally become mortifying the deeds of the flesh to the point that you are sealed. Not only does the Lord fitly frame us together, but he compacts it. He compacts that body To the point that Satan cannot get in, not even through the thought process in the mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. That's the mind of Christ. That's the last ceiling that we see in the apocalyptic ceiling in Revelation 7. It is the mind of Christ. And Jesus said, there that because you've had a little strength and you've kept my word. You haven't denied the faith. You have not denied my name and my word. And now, because you have kept the word of my patience. Why would he say my patience? Because uh, that is a hoopamone or hopeamone or Greek word meaning a cheerful endurance. It means that going through the trials and tribulations, you counted a joy. In all these temptations that you endure. That is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God. Peter put it another way, count it all the joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Though your faith be tried as by fire, then it can come forth and will come forth as pure gold. for the glory of God. But Jesus said that when you have been faithful to him, in this constant enduring, the battle of that faith, that you have crucified your flesh with the affections and the lust. He said, because you have kept the word of my patience, that you have showed the same patience in well-doing, even as the Lord did in the days of his flesh, he says, I will also keep you from the hour of temptation. There is an hour of temptation coming upon the whole earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. For judgment God will lay to the lion and righteousness to the planet. And this work of God, this strange work, bringing to pass his act to strange act, has surprised the hypocrite. He had no idea that God was going to try the earth. The trial, uh, that when the Lord, the Son of Man, cometh, that is, the last day move of God, not just the second advent, but the parousia of when the Lord comes, not only in the former reign, as he did in Acts the second chapter, but in the latter reign, these days, and the last reign of his strength. And we are told in Zechariah 10 Ask of you the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign. So the Lord will make bright clouds and pour showers to everyone, grass in the field. That's where we are now. But during that time, the ones that are counted worthy are suffering. That's a prerequisite that you know that this is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. Because judgment must first begin at the house of God, the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia. And if it first begins at us and the righteous scarcely be saved and that long suffering uh, and in uh, our patience were possessing our souls, then where shall the end uh, of the sinner and ungodly appear? And he says, if you have gone through this testing and trials and persecutions, tribulations, just as Paul stated again, we're troubled on every side. Somebody said, well, that's the apostles. But not in stress we're perplexed but we're not in despair we're persecuted all that live godly in christ jesus shall suffer persecution uh there that persecution but we're not literally thrown aside to the side and the lord has not forsaken us we're cast down but we're not destroyed now paul makes that statement that we which live are always delivered unto death we're made comparable to Jesus' suffering, that's the cross. But what is the reward for that? Well, in your patience, you possess your souls, uh, that even though in the last days, truth will be cast to the ground, it will not be destroyed. Cast down, but not destroyed, Paul stated it. But we find in Daniel that the truth will be cast to the ground. And that's where the patience of the saints that will be the faith and patience of the saints that we will possess our souls, knowing the enduring faith that we will overcome, sealing our testimony with our own blood, not fearing him that hath power just to kill the body, but fearing him that hath the power to kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. And Jesus stated that trial of our faith It comes forth as pure gold. He speaks to the church of Laodicea. She said, I'm increased with goods and I'm clothed. I have need of nothing. I'm increased with goods. I'm clothed, fed and have need of nothing. I don't need anything. Much like Babylon, Mr. Babylon, the great, the queen of heaven says, I said, a queen. I am no widow. I'm married to Jesus and I will see no sorrow. No birth pains for me. Thank you very much. I've already arrived. That's most of the church world of the day, not realizing that we're going on to the measure, of the statue of the fullness of Christ, though that time that we see him face to face. God in all his glory. And that third day, I'll raise you up and you will live in my sight. But until then, we have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ through mortifying the deeds of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, and through faith that we have fellowship with the saints and we grow up in the Jesus, in all things and all truth and the new thing, making ourselves new wineskins, meet for the master's use as vessels unto honor that he will use in the last days. When he said there, I'll keep you from the hour of temptation that will come up on the whole world to try the whole earth. And when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? And again, that is that last day coming of the Lord, when he comes and be revealed in his saints, yes. And it will culminate in the second advent, yes. But is there a work before then? The answer is unequivocally Yes, there is a work that God will do that is a strange work, bring to pass his act, his strange act. We're not appointed to the wrath of God. He will not ever take that coming and the appointed barley and the wheat, that's us, the body of Christ, and allow the wheel of the cart or the horse to trodden it down. We're not appointed to the wheel of the cart. We see that in Isaiah 28. Or the horses to tread us down. But we are appointed to the rod and the staff of God. Who is and what is the rod of God and thy staff that comforts us? In Psalm 23, everyone knows that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Yes, it is. But it's also a rod and a staff there that he uses for correction, reproof, and rebuke, that we will not be condemned with the world. So he tells the church of Laodicea, I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. For all that I love, I chase it, so that you will not be condemned with the world, that your faith can come forth as pure gold. But notice that Laodicea says, I am increased with goods, I'm clothed, I'm fed. I have need of nothing. Well, she does not think she needs anything else. And most of the church and the the Protestant world today thinks we have all that we need. We're waiting for the rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture, and that's it. Not realizing there is a great glory to be revealed there with the latter day uh, saints coming into the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Standing in the great rain of the power of his strength. And we see that again that the Lord will make bright clouds and pour showers and one grass in a field when we seek God for this latter rain. Now we know that God's judgments going through the earth there and those that in patience and in the long suffering that God will move on each of the saints. And you'll see there in Peter. Take a look at the scripture we know in 1 Peter 4, 1. For as much then Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh. Arm ourselves with the same mind. That's the mind of Christ. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. In other words, you become totally not conformed to the world, become dead to the world, crucified to the world, but yet alive unto God. Therefore, he states that, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Then Peter goes on in the second epistle, stating that in chapter 3, notice that he says that day that the Lord will, looking for and hastening for until the coming of the day of God, the day of the Lord wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So, that consumption, consuming fire, that's decreed upon the whole earth, the hour of temptation, of trial, upon the whole earth, that time of trial, that consumption decreed upon the whole earth uh, will not destroy the earth, but will, uh, at the end of it, yield righteousness. The consumption decreed uh, will uh, overturn overturn the earth, but the end result is uh, the creed will end in righteousness. When judgment's in the earth, men will learn righteousness. And that Jesus is the Lord God Almighty. There's not another. There's not a trinity, not a 2 not a oneness where Jesus, the man, is not God, but hath the spirit of God in him. That is even, will be determined as a doctrine of man and will be overturned. Because the Lord hath promised yet more, once more, he shakes not only the earth, but also heaven. At that time, then the Lord will come. That's the last day move of God in the latter rain before the second advent, uh, which is the second coming of the Lord when he comes for the salvation of his saints there for our salvation. Well, we see that in Haggai, when God shakes the nations, then the desire of all nations shall come. Notice he says, all the silver and gold is mine. He said, then I'll make the glory of the latter house, the church, greater than the former. The latter reign will be greater than the former reign." And then he goes on and says in Haggai 2, that Zerubbabel, you will be as my signet. Now that is the sign, the signification of the word of God, the word of his patience, the gospel to John and those that keep it he will keep and promises i'll keep you from the hour of temptation that will come upon the whole earth you will be able to enter into your chambers the priest chambers just as noah entered into his ark and you're held in the cleft of the rock just as moses when he saw the hundred parts of god and the glory pass through And Moses saw it, just as Noah in the ark uh, for the saving of his soul prepared that ark. Right now, the body of Christ, we are preparing uh, our priest chambers, called for our kings and priests, and we're preparing our priest chambers uh, that we are to enter into thy chambers. Why? Because he's going to keep us from the hour of temptation. And he said, go and enter into thy chambers and hide that self for a little while. Why? Until the indignation be overpassed and my anger, God's anger, ends in their destruction, not ours. Theirs, the evil, the wicked, the ones that did not have pleasure in the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So it's a promise of God that we will... Even though we will be beat out with the rod and the staff according to the work of God that's cometh from the Lord, which is excellent in counsel and in the working, as Isaiah says in Isaiah 28, it's excellent counsel and wonderful in working, but we are the body of Christ appointed to the rod and the staff. What is the rod? What is the staff? Well, it's not the wrath of God. It's the wrath of Satan. And Satan at that time setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God and all that is worship. And he comes against the saints of the Most High God and wears out their patience. And those, the truth will be cast to the ground, it won't be destroyed. And he will prevail against the saints for 42 months, time, times a half, three and a half years in the battle of the ages. For three and a half years, 42 months. This time, times and a half. But the Lord has said, in your patience, possess your souls. And he states right there in Revelation, in the Revelation, that here is the faith and the patience of the saints. In your patience, possess your souls. What is that? Well, he that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with a sword must die by the sword, receiving the end of your salvation, the redemption of our bodies, to wit that the adoption of the sons and daughters of God, the whole creation, moaneth and growth in pain to be delivered to the glorious liberty of the sons of God. But not only they, but we also, which have the first fruits of the spirit do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. We don't have that yet. And there is a great work before we do. But Jesus said, you that go through these testings and trials and persecutions and tribulations, it's a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. And you're going, some of you will be cast into prison for 10 days, but you faithful unto the death. There's the faith, there's the patience. The faith is the patience. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. He that killeth with a sword must die by the sword, leads into captivity, shall go into captivity. Know that whatever they do unto us, the Lord will render double unto them, the wicked, and the righteous nations that have fed, clothed, and helped the body of Christ there at the judgment of God from the righteous nations versus the wicked nations. In Matthew 25, they will be able to go into the millennial. They're not in the body of Christ, but because they've showed mercy, God will not destroy all of them, but will allow them to go into the millennial, the thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ, where there be one king and his name won over all the earth. And at that time, then all nations of the earth will be blessed in Israel and the church of the living God will be kings and priests and will rule over those in the earth in the kingdom of god some will rule over five cities some over ten cities the priests of zadok will there minister to the lord and the lord himself will be their jehovah shammah but before then there is a great work that we must give heed to and understand why we're going through trials tribulations persecutions uh, and uh, the sufferings of the kingdom of god that you might be kind of worthy of the kingdom of God. And he says, because you have kept this faith because of the word of his patience, you've kept it. You know that God said it, he's going to do it. If he said it, he'll bring it to pass. If he's called, if he calls to come to the birth, he will cause us, cause it to come forth there. He said, shall a woman forget her suckling child? Yes. But I have not forgotten you because I have you engraven, sealed, signet in the palms of my hands, and that is a seal, signet, to give unto John, this angel unto John, things that must shortly come to pass. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the word of his patience. That's the word of the gospel. And we have to know these things coming upon the face of the earth to try the earth and he states there, Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider or know the letter end. Uh, there, to the law, the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, if any speak not according to this word, it is because there's no life in them. No light, which is the light. There's no light in them. Why? Because they don't know the work that God will show us things which will shortly come to pass we have to be literally after receiving the word of god then we're sealed with that holy spirit of promise there we have to receive that word there in the words of the book of this prophecy prophetic things that will come to pass upon the earth and when we do you're not only Reading the word of God, but you are not only hearing, but a doer of the word. You hear and keep the sayings of the book of this prophecy. And if you add anything to it, the plagues of that book will be added to us. It will be taken away from it. Our name will be taken out of the holy city and blotted out of the book of life. It is that serious. It's the very heartstrings of God that He's revealed to His servants things which must surely come to pass. Jesus signet and signified it to John in the spirit of Elijah that must truly first come before the second advent, before Jesus comes again. And we find in Acts 3, 20 and 21, that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things, all truth, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, uh, the evidence of things, not seeing the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. And these are things that must shortly come to pass, because the Lord hath foreordained in his determinate counsel the revealing of himself, the unveiling of the true essence of God Himself, Jesus Christ. And there's not another. And all the world will know him from the least to the greatest as the waters cover the sea. So the knowledge of the glory, of the Lord, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth. Even as the waters cover the seas, we are preparing for it now. We're we're literally building an ark to saving our souls through that priest's chambers. And we're going to hide ourselves a little while. Enter into thy chambers. Well, you have to have the chambers prepared. What is that? The word of God. And when you do, then the Lord will shut that door and the devil cannot get in. You're sealed with the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. He has not only little fitly framed the body of Christ together, but he has compacted it. There is no way the devil can get in. Your senses are exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. You have been tried, the trial of your patience and your faith, and you have... Been faithful to the word, Jesus said, of my patience. That is the faith. That means not yesterday's faith, not Pentecostal faith. Present, that is a present imperfect tense that it is in this now faith. It is the present truth, not Pentecost. Somebody said, well, I was once saved and I'm now saved and I'm always saved. No. No. You're walking in the light as he's in the light. You're progressively going higher in the truth of God. That is the word of my patience. And that, that, that Greek word there and that word of his patience, that is a continually cheerful uh, enduring the cross in all your persecutions, tribulations that you endure, giving thanks to God in all these things. This is the will of God for you. Think it not strange that fiery trial which is to try us as though some strange thing happened to us, but rejoice, inasmuch as as we are partakers of Christ's sufferings, and the glory of God resteth upon our heads. That is the testimony of Jesus, the Spirit of prophecy, knowing that we are counted worthy to suffer shame for his name's sake, even as they did in the former reign in the book of Acts. We have to be counted worthy for that. And those that endure their hardship as a good soldier, knowing that you will receive the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Here's what Peter said. He goes on and says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, what things? The things of faith. The word of, of, Jesus said, the word of my patience, the gospel. He said, Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, in harmony with God, your heart being in harmony with the heavenly heart, with the sound of and without spot and blameless. He's coming back for a perfect, spotless, blameless church uh, without spot or blemish. That is in present true. We're not in Pentecostals anymore. We're in tabernacles or we're called tabernaculates. That is what we must move into now for those that will be sealed. And he states, and account, account what? That the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. That's a word of his patience. He stated it. We know the word is forever true, forever settled in heaven. That, That is determined will be done. And we have to fight that good fight of faith in present truth the Pentecostal will find if they don't go into the deeper word of God in tabernacles and the work of the ministry will find themselves not Pentecostal, but Pletilostal. It is that serious. It's a radical change that God is doing now. And he said to count that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul Also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, notice what he says now, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, much of what will befall the people of God in the last days, that all Israel will be saved. And during this time, that of tribulation, worketh patience, patience, worketh experience, experience worketh hope. Trouble on number seven, not distressed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, not shaken, cast down but not destroyed. Telling us what we're going to go through and in which are some things of faith hard to be understood. Somebody said, well, I don't understand it, so it's not gonna be uh, counted or not gonna be imputed to me. God will not require it and we'll just stay in a state of denial. I don't wanna know the word there before. I won't be accountable for it. No. God at one time, we did ignorance. Now he commands every man, everywhere to repent or walk in the light as he's in the light. And he said, uh, some things are hard to be understood. These last day truths of God, this cherubim shadowing the mercy seat, Paul said, of which now we cannot speak particularly, speaking of the time to come in the last day, work of the ministry, in the last great glory of God, in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, which they that are unlearned, they do not understand this, and unstable rest. They wrestle the scriptures as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. We're talking heaven or hell here to their own destruction, yea, you therefore, brethren, seeing that you know these things, the things of faith, these things of the revelation, not Acts 2, but Revelation 1. We're talking about the last day work of the ministry, Isaiah 28. We're talking about that we will be beat out with a rod and staff, the appointed barley and the coming and that in their places, But there's going to be a harvest. Is he going to break up the clouds all day and just sow the word of God? Will there not be a harvest time? And that's what Isaiah is saying. Then he says uh, that the bread corn is bruised. The body of Christ will be bruised. uh, Not destroyed, but bruised. Just as Jesus was in the hour of his patience. Notice at the time the Lord himself, that it says in Hebrews, that In the days of his flesh, God's own flesh, the Son of God, the Father revealed. If you believe on Jesus, you don't believe on him. As a man, believe on him. If you believe on Jesus, you believe not on him, but on him that sent him, the spirit of God that he is. And he says, uh, in the days of his flesh, Jesus Christ, when he had offered up prayers with supplications, prayers is glory, the glorifying the Lord God of heaven, why? Because he has made himself of no reputation to be a servant made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man, what that is uh, made of a woman, made in under the law, and Adam there after the fall to redeem us that were under the law. That's love. That's love that passes all understanding. Hereby we perceive the love of God because he, God himself, laid down his life for us, 1 John 3:16. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And he said that Jesus was strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. But Jesus is going to die on the cross and he will not be forsaken of God. It will there, he says, they have gaped on him. And there as he dies on the cross, that the father, the spirit of God is not far from him, is with him and was heard in that he feared. Jesus didn't fear man, but feared God in the days of his flesh, showing us as an example what he did in his own body of flesh and blood. Though he were a son, God manifested in the flesh, the Spirit of God, all the fullness of the Godhead, the the Father of glory, everything from the aloft to the tile, that he did not think it robbery to be equal with God in every attribute, but made himself of no reputation for the sufferings of death. And he that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in hell. But we have to keep the word of his patience. And he said, uh, uh, let's see, that by, that though he were a son, yet by obedience, through the obedience that he did, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered we're going to suffer also. And knowing that we're appointed to that, we are to pick up our cross and follow him, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lusts, mortifying the deeds of the flesh to be pleasing unto God. Now that does not fly very well in a prosperity gospel where people is wanting to serve mammon money and they think that gain is godliness. They will soon understand that 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 mammon is not their god. Many of their thinking that gain is godliness. Those that will be rich fall into many hurtful loss, lust, and divers temptations. From such turn away. If riches increase, don't set your heart upon them, but let God, if He'll get it to you, He'll. You've got to get it through you. You've got to be rich toward self and not uh, rich toward God and not yourself. You're rich toward self. God said, when you're rich toward self, you're as that man that had much there and his goods. And he had so much goods, he said, what shall I do? I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barn and build greater, a good businessman. He didn't lie, cheat or steal. He didn't murder anybody. The only thing was, he was uh, that grounds of a rich man brought forth plentifully, and he said, what shall I do with my goods? I'll pull down my barns, build greater. He'll be an Amazon. He will uh, be... Uh, an international outreach there for his goods, a merchant man. And he'll say, so take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Thou has much good stored up for many years. Well, he's fell for that prosperity gospel. He thinks that God wants you to have plenty of money and investment portfolios and uh, planes, cars, land, real estate investment. Uh, all kinds of uh, investments there, uh, both stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whatever you need there that God's just blessed you with, and that's it. And you live in your big houses, drive your big cars, and fly in your planes. But that's not the case because the Lord goes on and says, there he pulled down his barns, he built greater. Then notice he says, so take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry for that has much good stored up for many years. You have done a wonderful job in your investment portfolio. Well, diversification of this, that, and the other stock, bond mutual funds, he's got uh, gold, silver, commodities, whatever the case is, he thinks he's done just a great job and that God alone has blessed him and he thinks he's fine. Not realizing that the night is coming, the hour of the temptation is coming, the hour of the trial of the earth that God is going to take an account from everybody in this world on this earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord, the word of my patience, Jesus said. It's the time there of that hour of trial upon the whole earth. The consumption decreed is upon all the earth, but it will overflow in righteousness. God himself revealing his great work That he is the only Lord God. There's never been a trinity, never been a two ness, a binary, never been a oneness where the man's not God, that he's God. God alone always has been God. And he will unveil that truth in the revealing and the revelation of Jesus Christ. But those that have beforehand believed these things, they have built their priest chambers, they have entered into it at this time of trial this time of the hour, the hour of tribulation, the hour of the trial and testing, and this hour of tribulation, that they enter into it, and Jesus said, I've kept you from this hour of this trial, the hour that I am going to try the earth, and the Lord in his judgment will be poured out. This has surprised the hypocrite. They didn't know it. Well, Isaiah 28 just tells us exactly we're not appointed to the wrath of God. We're not appointed to the wheel of the cart. We're not appointed to those horsemen. That's not what we're appointed to. But we are beaten out with a rod and the coming with a staff, the, the, the literal church of the living God. Well, what is that? What is the rod and the staff of God that he's going to use? Well, we find in Amos 9, verse 9, the people of God know it that the Lord hath, uh, has already determined to sift all of Israel, to be sifted among the nations. The nations is God's sifter. And not the least grain will fall to the ground. God's going to sift the chaff from the wheat. And those that stand by faith, the ones that have faith and the patience, they have possessed their souls during this time they kept the word of uh, God's patience, the Lord Jesus' patience. He said, I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation, the hour of temptation, the hour of t- trial upon the whole earth. I'm going to keep you from it. And you simply by the word of God that you've kept. And you will enter into your priest chambers, though that we have been beaten out with a rod and come in with a staff. What is that? Oh, Assyrian, Isaiah 10, verse five. Oh, Assyrian, the rod of mine anger, that's God's air, God's wrath. The staff in their hand is my indignation. He uses the nations there. That will you be faithful unto God through this tribulation and persecution of the nations and being hated of all the nations. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Of course, because you have the faith and the patience of Jesus, and you know these things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth, and because you do, even though some things are hard to be understood, but by believing it in your patience, you've possessed your souls. Jesus learned obedience to the things which he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that what obey him, obedience uh, in all these things, and he goes on called a priest after the order of Melchizedek. we find that we are involved and obtain that same ministry in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where we enter into these things uh, as kings and priests with the Lord our God, far greater than just the former reign of Pentecost. It's the last great reign of his strength, growing up in Jesus and all truth in all things. And this is why uh, that we must be prepared as the olive trees, are the cherubim of glory, the living creatures, the beasts of uh, Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, which are the saints of the living God that's come higher than Pentecost into tabernacle glory. And they are the ones that God will use and seal that apocalyptic sealing in the mind of Christ in Revelation 7. Nothing else will be sealed. It's sealing the servants of God in the forehead that have received these things, uh, the, the faith of God, the now faith of God, uh, there that we will be sealed in our foreheads, the mind of Christ, and let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, he is the father of glory. Thought it not robbery to be equal to God, not made equal, be equal, he is God, always has been God but he made himself of no reputation. That means we must condescend to men of low estate, that we must prefer our brother above ourselves. We must enter into brotherly kindness. We got to add to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the godlike. Don't stop there. Add to godliness, the godlike, brotherly kindness. Philadelphia Church. Then he says, those of you that have kept that's brotherly kindness, is that all? No, he did not have anything of correction or reproof or rebuke for the church of Philadelphia. However, it was not perfected yet. Why? Because there's another step. And he tells, tells that church at Philadelphia, he said, because you've kept the word of my patience, I will keep you from the hour of temptation because you've obeyed my word. You have cheerfully endured the sufferings and the cross, that you've understood and never charged me foolishly, that you've grown up to me in all things, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust. I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation, the time that God himself will judge this earth and overturn it, overturn it, overturn it. Those that will hear, God is sealing now. He's doing it right now. If we will hear for this time to come, it's upon us now. There, friend, if the Holy Ghost is bore witness with your spirit, we would love to hear from you. We are, this DBM, our Dennis Beard Ministries, our ministry team are going everywhere we can. We're doing the podcast, live streaming, of course, but to go to the nations, we need your help. And if God's dealing with you, and some of you are ministers. We want you to come and work with us. Not only that, if you can and you have a job and there you're doing a living witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever vocation or whatever administration God had you in, but to help us, then this word to all the world for a witness in all nations. Let this gospel be preached. Help us do it. And I know God will bless you. Well, you can contact me. Our country code is plus one my cell number is nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five leave a message I'll get back to you love to meet you let's work together the body of Christ is coming together right now as we speak many are hearing this word more now than we can even think or imagine the Lord is doing it it's all through him by him and in him not of us lest any man should boast we give God the glory and all of it, the Lord Jesus Christ, our great God and Savior. Well, you can also email me, people at dennisbeard.org. Well, we pray that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.